Good morning. Today is Sunday, May 31st, 2020, the day after Shavuos. I hope that your Shavuos was wonderful. I have to tell you that uh, our Shavuos, thank God, our Yom Tov was very beautiful. Um, yes, it was uh, unusual um, not to be in shul with everyone, and it was certainly unusual not to be at Kolotar Mitzion Shavuos night. Uh, teaching Torah and learning Torah, uh, but um, I, I had the feeling that it was a very, very beautiful, um, so many blessings we have. Uh, thank God our family is healthy. Uh, I was able to learn at home. I was able to get up early to daven on the first day of, of uh, Yom Tov. We were even able to have a guest for one of the meals, following all the guidelines, sitting outside. And uh, most importantly, I had the sense over Yom Tov that that's what Hashem wanted from us. That's what God wanted. And the essence of Shavuos is mitzvah. We receive the mitzvahs, the commandments. Now, I realize a lot of people translate the word mitzvah as good deed. But that's not really what it is. The essence of Shavuos reminds us a mitzvah is a tzivoy. It is a command and it comes from one who commands. It comes from God. And the essence of a command is that it is God who tells us how he wants to be served. It is not we who decide how to serve God. It is God who tells us. And Hashem has expressed to us very clearly within the structure of Jewish law that the way that he wants us to serve him now is by being careful about safety, about social distancing, about wearing masks, about following not only the government regulations, but also halachic regulations. And that's what Shavuos is. And I, and I had the feeling, it really was very deep to me, that, um, that we were doing Shavuos the way Hashem wanted us to do it this year. And maybe next year Hashem will want it differently, but this is what He wanted this year. During this period, since really since about Purim time, there has been an enormous amount of Torah relating to the pandemic, a lot of it relating to halacha, Jewish law, and we've discussed many aspects of it, and we will be discussing many more aspects of it. But one of the things that I've been thinking about is that I am so deeply moved by the way God takes care of His people, Klal Yisrael, Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, to provide leaders when we need it. Especially, what I want to focus on for a moment is halachic experts to provide guidance. Now, three of them who have had and who continue to have the greatest impact on me personally are in New York, Rabbi Mordechai Willig and Rav Herschel Schachter, and in Yerushalayim, Rabbi Asher Weiss. Of course, there are many, many more, but these are three from whom I learn on a regular basis. And they and the others, their dedication to the Jewish people is so deep. These individuals, in addition to having such tremendous, incredible and tremendous expertise, 
in every area of Jewish law and in being able to explain clearly and to be able to use their judgment to make decisions among dissenting opinions and to assimilate all of the medical information, which of course they're not trained for, but of course they have to be able to assimilate and find the experts to get that input. Their dedication, their accessibility is just incredible. And it is amazing to me how God has provided leaders, provides leaders for his people to guide us through anything that happens. Many of those questions are heartbreaking. We've discussed a couple of them. Questions like, what do you do when there are two patients whose lives are at risk and they both need a respirator and there's only one available? Questions about Nebuch, terrible, heartbreaking questions about having to reduce the way that we show honor to a deceased. I don't mean to, to reduce the honor, but the, the practices that we practice when a person has passed away in order to protect the members of the Hever Kedisha and in order to protect those who are engaged in the mitzvah burial. Hopefully these things will end soon and we will not have to ask or worry about these questions. But while we do, we have to learn them. Another category of questions are questions that are just fascinating. Questions that come up that certainly I never would have thought of. And again, I've shared some of them with you before. And there's one that I'd like to share with you today. I actually learned it over Shavuos. It has to do with the subject of brismila, of ritual circumcision. And this is a tshuva, a responsum from Rabbi Usher Weiss that I'd like to share with you. So, as we all know, a bris needs to take place when a baby Jewish boy is born on the eighth day, it must take place on the eighth day, ideally if the baby is healthy. Of course, it can be delayed if the baby is not healthy, God forbid, but under no circumstances can a bris take place before the eighth day. So the following question came up. Now the question was asked by a rabbi in Eastern Europe in a small town, and it happened that two baby boys were born in his community and they were born two days apart. So let's just say as an example, one was born on a Monday and the other was born on a Wednesday. Now this community is a rather isolated community. There is no Mohel that lives in this community. And the only Mohel that they were able to find is a Mohel who would be willing to fly in for the bris but as you know, there are restrictions on travel and the Mohel is certainly concerned about his own uh, health and safety. And so the Mohel said, I'm willing to come for one day, but I'm not spending the night. I'm going home that day. So whatever you have for me to do, I'll do that day, but that's it. So the question that this rabbi turned to Rav Usher Weiss with was as follows. The bris for the first baby would take place on a Monday. They were both healthy babies. Both healthy babies. The bris for the first ba baby will take place on Monday. The bris for the second baby would take place on Wednesday, two days later. The moel is not willing to stay for from Monday through Wednesday. He'll either come Monday and leave or come Wednesday and leave that day. And the question was, 
should the rabbi invite the moel to come for Monday, which is the correct time for the first baby, and then the second baby, okay, there's no moel in town. If there's no moel in town, just like if the baby is sick, you have to wait until you can find a moel. It's not the ideal situation, but it's no fault of the family. It's an ones. It's some. It's a situation beyond the control of the family of the uh, uh, of that family. So they would have to wait until whenever they would be able to get another moel to come. Might be a couple of days. Might be a couple of weeks. Whenever it would be, but at least the first baby would have their bris on the correct time. Or, or the rabbi asked. Should he invite the moel to come on Wednesday? And this way, there would be two babies to give a bris to. The first baby, whose bris should have been on Monday, which will be two days late. And then the second baby, whose bris should be on Wednesday, which will have a bris on time. Now, I've shared this concept with you before, but it's so important. And that's the reason that I'm sharing this with you today. Sometimes, the halacha will depend on who is asking the question and what is the perspective that we take to the situation. Let me explain a little bit what I mean. If the father of the first baby would be asking this question and the father of the first baby would be arranging the moel, so then Maybe, I'm not answering this question, I'm saying maybe it would be a simpler question. The father could say to himself, listen, I have a baby,